Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Uh, joining us next is uh, the Yankee reporter for their hometown uh, network, uh, radio network here in New York, WFAN. Uh, you catch him doing spots on SNY TV all the time here in New York, too. Uh, how many years have you been following the Yankees now? How many, how many years have you been the Yankees beat reporter for the radio station, Sweeney? 19 on the radio since, uh, let's see, it's 13 now for SNY and 9 for MLB Network. It doesn't seem that long. MLB Network, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but You haven't seen my hairline. <laughs> Still got that good tan working, though, Murdy. I got to give oh, you that. Oh, perfect. Never perfect. lost that. From your Beautiful. Penn State days. All right, yeah, what are you going to do with the Yankee game going on and Penn State facing off in Michigan? Have you already been to the uh, press box yet? Have you scoped the TV you can get quasi-control of? I was in this exact same seat a week ago when Penn State Iowa was on in prime time. And fortunately for me, the uh, the ESPN app on my iPad works perfectly. There you go. Okay. So I can get the game up a little bit. I tell you, truth be told, though, there was a point last week's game where I just had to switch it off because it was it was getting to a point where I I really couldn't divert my attention any longer or try to divert my attention any longer. So uh, yeah, it had to go off at one point. I hope it doesn't get that. I hope I hope tonight it gets to that point because Penn State's up by so much. I no longer have to worry about keeping an eye on that game. There you go. Well, the Yankees are up 12 nothing. Uh, not the case last night, but shoot. All the runs scored in the first inning. Astros get one in the top. Some bad catching being done by Gary Sanchez uh, led to the only Astro run of the night. Yankees get four off Verlander, and then he really settles down and mows them down. But by that time, the horse was out of the barn. This is a bullpen game. We saw it scoring early, but then dead stop. Are we going to see early scoring again tonight, but will it continue thereafter, Sweeney? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's uh, it almost feels like one might feed off the other, where if you know the guys start rolling, then the guys that follow, and I mean, there's pressure on both sides here. You know, the Astros want to win, so they don't get to Game Seven where anything can happen. The Yankees have to win in order to keep their season alive. So I wonder if it's the idea, like, when one pitcher throws a couple of throws a scoreless inning, uh, does the pressure start to mount? The next guy kind of keeps going, doing the same thing, because the hitters are starting to feel it. I don't know. I do know that there's, there's going to be a point where somebody is going to get three really important outs, and we're going to say, wow, that inning that that guy threw was the biggest of the game. Probably right there. Uh, the Yankees did it. How many times? 12 or 14, quote-unquote, with an opener during the regular season? Yeah, they used Chad Green a bunch. They were more successful with it earlier than later. Um, but it's, um, you know, Green is getting a little bit more of a leash tonight than a traditional opener. You know, if he's going well, if pitch count's not an issue, you know, Aaron Boone indicated that, you know, he could let him ride for a little while. Uh, 
And, you know, basically the idea of, you know, Green is pitching tonight. He's probably not going to pitch at all, you know, pitch tomorrow. You know, unless it works so perfectly where you get through, you know, whatever you need to and, you know, tomorrow turns in whatever whatever it turns into. But I think they look at this as the idea that this is Chad Green's game to start and he's not going to necessarily go out there throwing 80 or 90 pitches like a starter, but this is his start. Now, the guy that starts today probably doesn't pitch tomorrow. You know what I mean? So I, I think – if he's moving along pretty well, I think they feel like he, you know, if he gets them through nine hitters and gets, you know, eight outs, nine outs, I think they take that. Understood. Uh, and I think same thing on the Astros side. Brad Peacock, who has been more of a starter than a reliever during his career, but has been used in relief this year and previous years as well. Uh, the choice for the Astros. Do you think that one plays into the other? If Chad Green is rolling along and Peacock is rolling along, the managers would all almost dare each other to say, "All right, you go to the bullpen first. Yeah, I think they. I think it's a little bit of both. You know, they're trying to uh, choose from both hands. Where they say, "Okay, I'm going to watch this guy and see how he's doing," but I'm also going to realize that I have a matchup that's going to be more favorable once I get there. So you kind of got to toe that line and, you know, see where the, where the result takes you there. Uh, the interesting thing for me about Peacock, you know, Green's been a, a reliever for, for you know, pretty much his whole big league career. And he pitched two days ago. He's going to pitch today. Peacock pitched only one inning last night, but he warmed up the day before. He was warming up in the first inning when Zach Greinke was in a whole lot of trouble. And when Gary Sanchez struck out on three pitches, Peacock sat down. If Sanchez gets on or gets a hit, Greinke's probably out of that ballgame. Peacock's there. My point is that he warmed up two days ago, pitched yesterday. And now this is, as pitching coaches charted, this is the third straight day of work. I wonder how much he has in his gas tank right now and how effective he is. You know, uh, A.J. Inch has no problem giving him the ball. He talks about the slow heartbeat he's got. And last night, you know, because he hadn't pitched this entire postseason, he feels he's ready to go. But even having not pitched three days in a row of some sort of work, I just wonder what effect that might have potentially for him today. That's a good uh, point. And, yes, if you were saying right now, who do you think is going to go longer, Yankee opener or Astro opener, I might actually give you the Yankees with Chad Green. Sweeney Murdy, yeah, Yankee beat reporter for WFAN, their uh, flagship station here in New York, with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Yankee lineup. No great supplies. One, two, three. DJ LeMayu, Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres. Aaron Hicks, who we didn't know before this series started that he was going to play at all. And when he got placed on the roster, how much he was going to play, hit the big home run last night, moves up into the number four spot. If I told you 10 days ago Aaron Hicks was going to be batting cleanup in an elimination game for the Yankees, what would you have told me? I, I told you two hours ago he was probably going to bat cleanup, remember? Well, I'm uh, saying 10 days ago <laughs> might have been a different answer, huh, Marty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, he was at a point where you weren't sure he was going to play, and he missed two months. And, you know, the quality of his bats, his first game, when he drew two walks the first time up, you know, uh, first two times up, it tells you he was seeing the ball well. You know, last night, his home run last night could go down as, as something in – uh, as the one of the epic Yankee postseason home runs, if 
this turns into a game seven and a game seven victory for the Yankees. If it doesn't, you know, it just gets washed away. It gets filed into like, you know, the Raul Abanez category where, yeah, it was great, but the Yankees didn't win anything that year. So, um, but to get to your, your original question, no, I wouldn't have given it much chance because the Yankees were not even sure he was a starting player for them. They thought maybe he's more off the bench because of the situation with Stanton and, and where they stand with everybody else right now, they, they ended up giving him a chance. And, uh, you know, Stanton getting hurt game one pushed the Yankees into a position where they had to make some decisions. He's not in the lineup today. I mean, Carnacion is back out there. It's not that Stanton hurt himself, but they felt, you know, uh, trying to push him back off of that after the, um, you know, the long flight and everything else, they felt Encarnacion was going to be the better option for them there today. So, um, and that's why you have Hicks four and Encarnacion five in the lineup today. Do you believe that uh, Boone at least considered in keeping Stanton in the lineup as a DH, maybe playing Encarnacion at first, moving LeMayu to third? Uh, G. Rochelle is also hitting a buck 11 at this point, hasn't hit in this series so far. Gave him a great unexpected season, but hasn't been a huge contributor here in the postseason. Do you think Boone contemplated uh, trying to get his lineup a little bit more power-laden? No, I don't think he I don't think he uh, considered that move. I think he likes the way his – we've seen him run the same defensive alignment for his infield out there every game this postseason. I think he likes the way it plays. I think it's important for the way that plays – uh, with the Astros, who are more of a contact team than a lot of other teams in 2019 have been, don't strike out as much. So putting the ball in play puts a premium on the defense. I think if you saw between the third, the third game against the Twins and the first couple of games here, I think you saw a lot of really good defense from the Yankees. The game, the game four loss was really ugly and got ugly late, and they started booting the ball around. But I think if you notice some of the good defense they played to that point, positioning was really important. You know, they, uh, they had – players making plays, but they were also in the right spots quite a bit. That's a testament to the coaching staff. I think they prided themselves on the defense they played and were really turned off by what it turned into the other night. Uh, but that's another reason why I think the defensive alignment in the infield was really important to them. I've done a couple of shows here in New York over the last few days, and if I heard it once, I heard it eight or nine times. A couple of the Yankees' offensive players who were struggling are due, that Brett Gardner is due, and Gary Sanchez is due, and Edwin Encarnacion is due. Well, you got a couple of guys on Houston, Yuli Gurriel's hitting 050, and uh, Jordan Alvarez is hitting 053. Astro's got a couple of guys that are due as well. Of all of the guys who are murky below the Mendoza line, who do you think is actually due and could be a big factor tonight? That's a great question. You know, it's hard to tell. Um... You've got a, you've had a lot of good pitching in this series from both sides, and that has a lot to do with it. Uh, of the guys in the Yankee lineup who are due, what's, it's really tough to tell. I mean, you want to say Gary Sanchez, but what is he? You know, his at bats haven't shown you that that's that that's true outside of the one home run that he hit. Um, I would probably think about Didi Gregorius in that sixth spot. You've got the potential with Torres batting three, Hicks batting four. You've got the potential to have some traffic on and base in front of them, and that would be the spot where I would say that's what's going to get one of these guys going. Now, you know, they lost games three and four because they left too many guys on base, and you had guys in those situations that couldn't get the big hit. Uh, but the Yankee, you know, any, any manager, not even just the Yankee, but any team will tell you 
but you get guys on base for putting yourself in situations where you give yourself the best chance to succeed. So I would say Didi Gregorius in the sixth hole because he probably has a better chance to come up with guys on base is probably better suited to have one of those big breakout hits. Understood. All right, I'm going to make you uh, go to the crystal ball and make a prediction on tonight's game. But not who's going to win. Uh, I'll go a different direction instead. Will or won't Adam Adovino go to the mound tonight for the Yankees? Yes. Yes, he will. Uh, he's going to be, you know, because if this worked out absolutely perfectly for the Yankees, you would say Chad Green could get you two, maybe two plus innings. Jay Happ is available to and is a starter who can give you length. Uh, you could, and if he's rolling along, it's not, it's not out of the realm to see him get four innings. So now you're talking about, you know, best case, I could say working six or into the seventh inning. I, do you think it's going to go best case? Do you think both these guys are going to be, you know, both these managers are just going to not have to make a move for the first six innings outside of one pitching change? I don't. I don't think it's going to work that way. I think you've got a situation where, you know, they, they're going to want to be aggressive uh, and, and try to nail down this game. And I think it's going to mean a spot where you have to go to Adovino to get a, at least one of these right-handed batters out. If Adovino comes in and doesn't do the job, and that can vary as to how good or bad doesn't do the job actually is, will Boone be second-guessed for putting him in? I think if they lose everything and anything Boone has done to this point is going to be, you know, up for up for public debate. Good point. Um, it's it really it's not going to hinge on one particular move. If they lose the game, you're going to point to six or seven different things. It's, it, I mean, it's going to be you know Austin Romine should have started over Gary Sanchez. You know, that all of these things are going to be things that are going to be in the public discussion for the next six months until the next real game starts again. Understood. Sweeney, as always, a pleasure. Uh, we'll be talking again soon. Enjoy going back and forth between Penn State and the Yankees. And, yes, remember what you're getting paid for. Uh, that would be the that's Yankee right. work. So uh, the, 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 the Nits are in why, good that's shape. Why I'm, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm here and not watching the Yankees game on TV from Penn State. Exactly right. Sweeney, good stuff. That's Sweeney <laughs> Murray, Yankee beat reporter for WFAN, the Yankees uh, hometown network here in New York, and also a TV reporter for SNY on the bomber side. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.